7 Days to Play. Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile gaming review program. I am Sam. And I am Tice. And this week we are reviewing a game called Townscaper, where you build little towns on your mobile phone. Townscaper. Now, this game first came to view for me because I follow uh, the developer. I believe his name is... You do? Oscar Stahlberg. Okay, that's fantastic enunciation. And he is a Swedish game maker, developer, okay. uh, who previously we reviewed a game called Bad North, which is kind of like a little sort of tactical real-time strategy game. All right. Uh, and the way and the reason why it was so unique for me is because everything was sort of being generated on this like really nice grid. Uh, oh, interesting. And and the way that the islands were being generated was kind of dynamically done. And so okay. for level creation for Bad North, Oscar Stahlberg was exploring with like some really cool dynamic stuff, like where if if he would just like paint some stuff on, you know, and like water, the islands being generated would look like really nice islands. But not only that, like they'd have pathfinding for like um, the people on the island to like move around easily. So what? some really really cool stuff. But anyway, okay, and I'm guessing that that game was the was, was the, is that the older game? Is Townscaper mm-hmm. newer than that game? Okay, right. And so I think Townscaper is just something that he's been working on as like a personal project for funsies, but also like beautiful. But yeah, why don't you tell us about Townscaper? Townscaper, build quaint island towns with curvy streets. Build small hamlets, soaring cathedrals, canal networks, or sky cities on stilts, block by block. No goal, no real gameplay, just plenty of building and plenty of beauty. That's it. That's the description we have here for Townscaper. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. I think that's, I think they've, again, we've, we reviewed a few games where we've been a little impressed by the UX writing. I think this is pretty good. This it's is clean. Pretty, yeah. It's right to the point. And yeah. I feel like it's explaining what Townscaper is all about. Yeah. It's, and there's like a little bit of paragraph like after that where it mentions that it's kind of like an experimental passion project. Mm. And mm, I think that's, good. That's definitely what this felt like as well. Like, More of a toy than a game. That's a fascinating mm-hmm. little nugget. Um, right. So let's talk about the actual mechanics of this quote-unquote game, quote-unquote toy. <laughs> right? Um, well, it's, so, pretty, it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. there's, not a, there's not a great deal of uh, tools or like lots of different buttons or controls or anything like that at all. It's actually yeah. uh, staggeringly simple when it comes to like what you can do. So the HUD is really minimal. When you start off the game, it just starts by first saying like Townscaper. It's in portrait, which I love. Um, yeah, yeah. And then that's good for a single hand. We've talked about this before, you know, like the ease of playing, you know. Totally. And it just gets you in the mood for things being a lot more casual, I think. Not only that, like when you start off, it's just really like an empty water. And then once you like tap, you see like a nice little island plop up. It with goes, bloop, Exactly. Bloop. And then the more you tap, you know, then like houses build onto it. And then you tap other places. You know, you get the idea very quickly of like what mm-hmm. this whole thing is about. It's also not on a strict grid, right? As in like a strict um, horizontal vertical line grid, you know, nine by nine. It's not, we'll get into that in a bit, but I think that, I don't know if that was intentional or not from the developer here, but that immediately got me thinking, oh, oh, it's a little weird. You know, like these are curves, like this, this grid isn't like a perfect, like a, imagine a um, Sudoku board or a crossword. It's not that kind of grid. Right. Uh, and that got me thinking immediately that it's a little off the wall, a little bit kind of like weird and and whatever it's it's definitely a little bit more organic so i think this is where like the magic comes into play of things looking kind of like lifelike or kind of more natural Mm -hmm. like if you think about a city grid 
right? If you look at Manhattan, it looks mm-hmm. pretty unnatural because it's all like in the, like straight lines. Yeah. But if you look at a city like Paris, where there is no grid, it's kind of like this organic build out. It, I think like visually, it's just a little bit more appealing, right? It's less daunting. Uh, it's a little bit more warmer. Uh, and so I feel like that grid is kind of like the secret sauce for this game. And that like, grid is yeah, also like, like very noticeable in, in his previous game as well. Well, that's really good to know about the previous game. I want to go back and listen to that episode. Um, but the yeah, you're right with the grid difference. Uh, I remember when we lived in Scotland, the difference between Glasgow, which has a grid, which is you could say easier for wayfinding, but Edinburgh has like an old town and a new town. It's built on top of itself. And visually, it's just a more stunning town. It really is. You know, and I think that I like what you're getting at there with the organic side of it. And, and that... That happens immediately from the first tile you put down. You sort of start to realize that it's not meant to be this strict, you know, sort of you know mm-hmm. block by block thing. So, and then at the bottom you have like the simple color selector that kind of is persistent. But then once you select the color and you and you drop like another block down, um, it's within that color. So immediately you can tell how you can start making like a more picturesque view of like a city with like different color houses and stuff like that. Um, and then there's like a little settings cog on your upper right. When If you bring it up, you kind of, it's like a little peek behind the curtains, right? Like mm-hmm. there are some really good options of like being able to see the grid, um, being the able grid. to see do, what do, type do, of, do, do. the grid. It's bio-digital do, do, do. jazz, man. Um, and you can see uh, kind of like the technical parts of it, right? Like I think there's a lot of work that went into this game from like a engineering sort of technical perspective and you can see like the wireframe mode the simple flat shading mode you know and then like the the no color texture mode which are like very like 3d sort of technical things and what i thought like the coolest part was being able to like set the time of day and the position of the sun and like this that really is cute- so i'm really glad you brought that up it's so cool i yeah. just played with that for ages like my wife built this huge big town and i just played with the lights <laughs> Right. So pretty. And it's so cool. Um, There are some things where I didn't really understand. There's like a new and an open, but I didn't know what the save or like how it's saved. I I was like, do we, can I text you my hash and then you can load that or something? You know, that's what I was curious about. Could we go online? I never got around to that, but I was like, maybe I can go and find someone's epic town and like load that string or something maybe that was i don't know i never followed through on that to see what the intention was there right and so i feel like it does has like this nice auto save um Mm -hmm. which is cool because like sometimes you really create beautiful things and you and you feel kind of like bad about starting over or you know doing something else but i like the ability that that is potentially there i just don't think it's very clear on one like when it's saving it right yeah and two if it has indeed saved because once you delete it and like you know you start another one you want to get back your old one and it's not there that could be a really crappy thing and i think we've talked about this before but the whole fear around save points in any game you know it's like an inherent fear for a lot of people including me as to like is it saving can i can i verify that it's saving like it's no matter how big or small the game is you know yeah, all but, it um, takes is just like one little line to say, hey, this saved one second ago. Just right. Boop. Like a little bit like in like in some of the design tools, you know, like a little like Yeah. Like a little toast that tells you. But as you talked about the lighting, I just put it on what I want to call like dusk. Mm. And it is just gorgeous. The reds that it's casting from this like unseen sun, it's it's so fun. The lighting the lighting side of it, I forgot um, how delightful that was the first time I stumbled across it. And there are like nice little touches, right? Like for example, 
uh, when you put it to when you put it to nighttime, right? Mm-hmm. At first, it just simply all goes to nighttime, um, and then all the little windows light up. Oh, I didn't know that. That's amazing. And they don't light up at once. They, they don't of, light up at staggered. once. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's the town's really coming beautiful. to life. But there are little touches all around that, like wow. where, you know, sometimes you got to get rid of a block, right? Like you got to get yeah. rid of a house. Yeah. Uh, and when you do, like kind of birds fly over it um, in like a nice little cute way. Yeah. And I feel like there's definitely a style that sort of caters to it. It's kind of a mix between, you know, like a Hayao Miyazaki painting or like a artwork and something that feels a little bit more uh, lifelike. It's somewhere in between there, but it looks really nice. That's a good way to put it. It, it isn't quite lifelike, but it's also not like cartoony. It's right. It, there's actually, there's a ton of detail. You can zoom right in. Uh, mm-hmm. And I imagine if someone was better at this than me, putting together like a beautiful set of buildings, you you could print these. You could print these in little miniatures or, or have them as coasters or something cute, you know, on the wall. Like it definitely has that level of detail where um, it would look really nice printed on, on really good stock. Totally. Uh, which I haven't said about a game uh, in the last year. So that was new for me. But right. it is a really, really beautiful game. Um, and the touches that, that the, the developers put on it for things like that when it changes the time of day is, um, is the extra little bit. There are nice little details that you can sort of just like lose yourself into, which I really appreciated. It's like a nice meditative game, something that you might play before you go to bed. Right, just to like unwind That's and relax. One hundred percent of the time when we when we played it was was <laughs> yeah in bed about to go to sleep. But how many how many games have you played, Sam, where you've you've lost yourself in it like this? Oh where yeah, it's like simple. Only just, a handful, right? Right. I haven't heard you say that before. Yeah, that's um that's interesting. And yeah, it's one of those things. You know, like when you're a kid, you find a really detailed drawing, mm-hmm. and you just kind of stare like you stare at it for hours finding little details and stuff like that, just hidden across, you know, you form like your own little stories in there, right? Mm-hmm. And like, oh, this guy's actually searching for this guy. But then if the drawing is really good, you can actually see the person that the other person is searching for. Kind of like yeah. details like yeah. that. Yeah, it's like your imagination. Right. And I feel like this definitely has some of that spirit, right? In the way that um, some of the things come across. So another part of this mechanic is like, it's all done dynamically and procedurally. So like if you put a house next to another house, it'll join and make like a bigger house, right? And it sometimes changes that original house a little bit, right? Like yeah. the features can change, which is interesting. They don't just right. stay static. And not only that, like things happen a little bit more dynamically as well. Like for example, if you build um, kind of like a building that has all four sides, but then the space in the center, right? The mm-hmm. space in the center turns into like a park area. Like that as soon was really as you close cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. Right. And it's very like Swedish. It's very like Scandinavian <laughs> intent. But like the fact that those little things can happen dynamically. For example, if you build a house over water, it builds stilts so that the house can yeah. be on top of the water. We were intentionally trying to like remove inner pieces to see what would happen because it was so cool that see <clears throat> in some of these building games, if you want a park, you need to place a park. You know, if you want like a, a hallway, an archway or stilts, you need to place that. But what's great about this is, that, as, as you say, it just sort of happens automatically. But so, without having played the game a great deal, you don't know what's going to happen. And that's really right. delightful because you're like, oh, I wonder if it's going to be this little cute thing or something else. And um, I think that was a draw. That, that actually made us kind of want to build more and remove pieces and do things as weird as we could to see what would happen. Totally. Which was yeah. pretty delightful. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's just like a little cute thing where you can like totally lose yourself in. And there's just a lot of detail around it that makes it really pleasant. Uh, but with that, Tice, how do you feel about going to the three by threes? Yes, please. Let's do it. Three things good and three things bad. Uh, I'll start first this time. I'll start that this is straight up like the first thing I noticed is very unique and mm -hmm. kind of like I really haven't seen anything like it. I think it, it, because in spirit, like it's a demo, right? Like, or it kind of feels like one of those things that's demonstrating like a cool technical aspect. Um, I really liked it. And so if you want to check something out that's free, is it? No, this isn't free. <laughs> um, it costs about $4.99 on just about every platform I was right. checking. So it's about the price of a, a coffee. Mm, good coffee. It's a good a coffee white, price. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it is. It is. And now that you've told me a little bit more about the background of the person that made this, and then when we read in the description, hey, this is more of a toy than a game, it is literally a passion project, a lot of stuff makes more sense to me uh, in a good way. I think I can see that this is kind of an insight into someone's brain. Right, totally. Um, yeah, and I feel like if you're in for some sort of something unique where you can see uh, things that are being built dynamically and, and kind of like a peek into this person's quote-unquote jam, then I think this is like a good one to check out. I, my first good point, Sam, is that it was very simple. I mean, I'm kind of building on yours here, but like there was no real requirement for onboarding. Uh, as you said uh, a little while ago, the, the HUD is very, very minimal. Um, so the simplicity of it I thought was uh, great. Didn't have to think a great deal. We just, just kind of got started, just started tapping things, you know, and, and mm -hmm. I thought that was a really nice way to um, sort of be introduced to a game. Yeah. Uh, my next point is we talked about this, but the devil is in the details. Like there's so much that you can lose yourself into and there's, you can tell that there's a lot of love that's put into this and like defining everything and like every little, even like the staircases <laughs> has rails and the brickwork has like an alternating color. You know, it's like, it's so cool. And you can sort of like zoom in and it's going to yeah, be beautiful. Yeah, highly recommend zooming in. Definitely do that. Like zooming in and changing some of the lighting and then just seeing what happens is, um, it's the kind of game that continued to surprise me yeah. in a good way with those details. Yeah, for sure. Mathematically, I was thinking, well, maybe mathematically, but I was, I was just picturing in my head the number of scenarios that this developer has put together. Like this touches that, that becomes this else. It, you know, I was thinking about all of that, like how many mm -hmm. different textures and scenarios and, you know, A plus B equals C situations was, was being thought like, how many of and then my brain just started melting i was like this is really impressive that someone has like put this much together but then for the consumer the person playing it they don't need to know about any of that they just get right little pockets of delight as something new happens that was unexpected but really nice like you say with the park like the first time we saw that we're like what is that and we zoomed in it's beautiful you know it's just like wow i didn't do that but because of something i did that appeared so you get this right. like little hit of like oh i made that sort of <laughs> totally yeah what is your second point? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's essentially that, is that it was just visually beautiful. It was just a really, really beautiful game. Um, yeah. You were talking about it before, this kind of like blend between realism and, and um, some form of um, drawing. And it's just, it's just a really gorgeous game. I haven't seen mm -hmm. anything like it for a long time. My third good point is uh, because this is sort of like a toy, right? It's sort of like a demo. The the casual spirit of it is something that really attracted me that I thought it was really good. It's absolutely no objectives. No, you're just sort of, it's, it's, it's like a sandbox little thing. And you're not punished for anything. You know, nothing can really go wrong. You can undo anything you like. It's right. very forgiving. So yeah, there's that aspect that I really like as well. 
My final good point, Sam, is uh, you'll have noticed in a few episodes here how much I love audio and feedback mm. and haptic feedback and what have you. And the little uh, nuggets of audio joy when you drop something down or delete something is fantastic. I love it. It was just like a little bloop, bloop. And then when things drop in the water, like I thought that was, now that we've talked about so many things that I think this this person has done that was probably above and beyond. That's one of them. I think that audio wasn't necessarily required, but it really just helps you kind of like feel like you've done a thing with, and all you're doing is just like tapping on something or tapping right. a little longer. That's it. Like there's nothing, you know, momentous happening, but that audio feedback, big fan, always like that. But not only that, like even visually, it does like a little stretch and pull. Yeah. Right. And that wasn't necessary, but it yeah, just like makes a contraction it. And like a, uh, yeah, yeah. It just makes it a little <laughs> bit more enjoyable. Right. Yeah. More fun. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it felt fun. Like when you delete something out of a game, um, some games like uh, big builder games on PC, they'll, the, the building will crumble and it was like, <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, oh, I've just done a bad thing. You know, it's right. like you, you feel kind of like, oh, you know, I better build something else there. But this is just like, that's no, fine. Try again. You know, it's yeah. like that and that. I think that was really cool, actually, that they there was no punishment for removing something. I know it's a such a small thing, but this is a game about building and and rethinking and evolving your your town. So it should it should feel good to remove something and do something else. It shouldn't feel bad. And um, yeah, so I thought the audio uh, was a was a really great touch. Totally. Let's get on to the bad points then, Tice. Dun dun dun. Yeah. What I will got? go first. Despite how beautiful and explorative this game is. Um, ultimately, after like the initial parts of it, like there really isn't that much to do. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. I mean, I, I Which definitely Which is part of the beauty and a bit, oh, I'm like, oh, I'm a little bit bored. <laughs> yeah, totally. If I had, if I, if I had a choice, I would love to have there been like an objective checklist or something like that. Okay. Right. Like that has to do. Bridge or something. I don't know. Exactly. Like. Okay. Um, build a house on stilts, right? And then just okay. like have like a checklist so that I can see everything that's capable within this game, right? You know what that reminds me of? Uh, Untitled Goose Game, where you can just be a goose and roll around, but then right. there is there are some kind of funny little check check marks you can you know do, and it gives you a little bit of drive, right? Like something like that would have been pretty cool. I agree. And maybe there could be like a checklist of things that are just there for you to like check off, and things that might have not been there that you just get to by exploring. Right. Mm -hmm. Meaning like, like, for example, the park thing, it might have not been known how to make a park. Right. And it's it's sort of like if the checklist said something like, hey, build an enclosure so it makes a park. I think that would kill the spirit of it. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you just happen to build a little square with the houses and then a park formed, maybe that achievement then forms and say like, hey, you made a park. Right. Which is cool. It then ah, like makes you understand so, it. Yeah. It's sort of like less of you working towards it and more of a like, hey, you did a thing. Here's a nice little trophy, a little bing. Like a, totally. Uh, okay. And I, I think like you if you see like a checklist of things to do as well, then you can be sure that you're going to explore all, all the possibilities that this game right. has to offer, which I think is also like a good thing because I don't know if I've explored everything. Well, right? I don't either. And, and I, I'm sure that to a degree, that's part of the DNA of the game, right? Is sure. that, like, as you're saying, like you accidentally stumbled on it. But what if someone never knew that you could make a park like that? They've totally. missed out on this like beauty. So it's, I'm a little torn, like maybe that's an opt-in saying, checklist, right? you know, that's in that cog menu. So like, as you get a little bit curious, you might explore. Yeah. I, I'm just saying it's not a, ne- it's not a, a, it's not a completely negative point, but I'm just saying there's, there could have been a couple of things to really gamify this just a little bit to, to increase, I guess, like the longevity of this game. How about you, Tice? What's your bad points? So my first bad point is that um, it 
it was, it's almost, it's too easy to build something accidentally. I don't know how else to phrase that, but like, mm. uh, I had a thing in my mind, I'm like, I want to build X, Y, and Z. And then I would tap and it's, it's very easy uh, to accidentally drop a, drop a house. And, and having said that, I don't know what you do to mitigate it. Cause it's kind of the design of the game is that it's so easy to build, but I almost felt like it was too easy. Like maybe they, maybe it could have been an extra couple hundred milliseconds delay on the time from tapping to building mm. or something. I was trying to think, I was trying to think about how I would try and mitigate that if I was working with this person. And yeah, I just wanted, I wanted a little bit longer for a house to drop so that then if I accidentally, I was like, Oh, and I'll take my finger off and it's already built. And then you need to, so one of the mechanics is then you need to tap and hold, I believe. Right. On, on which is a longer effort. Yeah. Which is a longer effort. So, and then I was like, damn. So every second or third time I was like accidentally building and then you need to tap and hold to remove. So it extends the amount of time to just get that first house down. So yeah, for sure. That was my first, my, it's a little point. It's not a huge point, but um, uh, that was my first bad point. How about yeah, yours? I mean, I, I agree. Like the, the su- suggestion that I would have made um, is that maybe the undo, right, is two taps with your finger rather than specifically deleting a block. Um, and currently the undo is you have to go open up the menu and like tap the undo button, which is kind of a pain. But if the undo was just like a two finger tap on the screen, kind of like procreate, right? Where as you're drawing or like making this, the city, you can like make all you want, but then like, oh, I actually didn't mean to do that. And then so like you just double tap with your finger or like two tap with your finger to undo. I think that would have been a lot better. So I did that. I, I instinctively... <laughs> tried to do that. I put two fingers on. I was like, oh, maybe I can undo like this. And then I was like trying different gestures, trying to see if it would work. 100% agree that if it was a little quicker, um, the procreate move was was the first thing I did, the two finger tap to undo. But the good news here is that some of this stuff, uh, if this was something interesting for for this engineer, they, they could roll this in as a patch. They could release this, right? Like they could sure. sort of improve it, um, add, a, add a cool checklist, like add an easier... Way to right. undo. Listen totally. to all of our awesome advice. I don't and know. And it wouldn't break the spirit of the game. Uh, no, or at no. least like, yeah. I think from... you could build more rapidly. If you could tap once to build, tap with two fingers to undo, I think you mm-hmm. could more rapidly build and get closer to the vision you have in your mind or or whatever. So Yeah, for sure. I would actually say that's a decent recommendation, the, the two tap to undo. <laughs> uh, cool. My next bad point is, again, these aren't like really bad. It's just more like mm-hmm. things that I kind of expected. Um, the ability to share or like screenshot, right. And like a beautiful mm. way. Yeah. Like, and if you share it, maybe it, maybe it zooms out and like makes a nice little frame or like totally it like an easy way to share. Like it totally. almost already has that with like the load screen. Like when you open it, it has like mm-hmm. a nice little framed picture. Yeah. I almost want to frame that personally and then be able to share that in like a nice saying, nice little postcard almost. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Get your view, get your camera into view. And then if you if if there's like a share just button, tap a little camera icon, and it just does it packages it up for you. Yeah, it gets rid of the cog on the side, gets rid of the the bottom color palette, yeah. and then just makes like this nice little wallpaper that you can use as well. Oh, well, oh, that's an interesting. I was thinking then that if uh, if I was on a work trip and I wanted to sort of like stay in touch with my partner, that would be a really nice little postcard. Hey, I built this town today and thought of you. You know, like it's a <laughs> nice, it, it it does feel like it could be a really simple way to. Be like, here's where my head's at. And it's just like a chaotic town, you know, or like, here's a, here's a really beautiful little town. You know, it's like, here, we should retire here one day. Like, there's a lot of um, potential for that. And and I am encouraged by the fact that it is a passion project because maybe they'll keep working on it. Maybe they'll keep introducing things, but a wallpaper export would be smart. And then maybe a little, you know, social media story style export could be really cool. Right. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That sounds like a good improvement. What about you, Tice? What's your next bad point? 
my second and final bad point was, I, yeah, I just got a bit bored. I'm just like super, uh, I need like really engaging games. I think this is the kind of game that I would, as you said, play when I'm trying to wind down. I'm trying to slow down. I want to go to sleep or I want to have a little break between meetings or at lunch. Um, and I think it fits that bill for me personally really well. Um, but I did I did sort of start to lose steam um, after a little bit, after I discovered some more um, surprises. And, and as you were saying before, I think that's where it was probably at that point that a small checklist or a little motivator probably would have kept me going, probably would have mm-hmm. engaged me a little bit more. But I do think this is the kind of game that I would happily pick up every now and again. It's just uh, playing it for, for here for the show. I did get a little bored at some yeah, point. For sure. <laughs> no fault of the game. It's like my personality, you know. No, I think I think that's valid. Like I felt like mm. I definitely had shared the same sentiment where I said there really isn't that much to do once you've sort of understood that this game is like a toy right mm-hmm. um so i definitely uh feel you on that so my last bad point is um even though this game is like really beautiful it does feel a little empty meaning mm-hmm. you know outside of like the light the the windows lighting up um it kind of feels like a ghost town i was just right? gonna say would you would you want to see like people in the windows or something like i don't know people mode something or? that yeah. signifies maybe some more life maybe just animals Little foxes jumping around or something cool. Something like that, right? And I see what you mean. It is like a ghost town when you think about it. It's like, oh, is everyone did everyone leave here? What happened? Right. And so <laughs> I don't know. It just feels very cold when you mm. don't see people around this beautiful houses that you've made. Why um, why is that for you? Like, do you associate like do you want to see these houses be lived in? Like what's the feeling that you're missing? No, I think just generally the spirit of this game feels like a joyous little quaint town that you're building, right? Okay. Um, and the visual aspect of it already feels like, oh, this is like such a nice little lovely town. Mm-hmm. But then when you don't see any people in it. <laughs> what happened to this town? <laughs> totally. It kind of gets rid of that sentiment, right? Interesting. Okay. And I don't know. Like I feel like if there is some signifier of life or people in the way that even like stuff like SimCity has, right? Yeah. Where even this microscopic, it's just implied and it's you don't really see, you know, physical people like walking around. But it's sort of the implication makes you feel like there's more life to it. Even if you could if you could zoom in and you could hear the sounds of the market or like a because this this game really reminds me of um, parts of Italy that we've been to these beautiful little Mm -hmm. towns by the water. And uh, you could hear like a, a nonna just like hanging out the washing out the window of a top part of a building, you know, like those little subtle things, like even the audio I think could be really cool, but totally. maybe there's a mode you could turn on like that where once you've built the village to a certain point, you could enable life yeah. for lack yeah. of a better way to describe it. You know, right. but something like that. I do agree. Like- that would be, then you could probably turn your phone on and just stare at it for a good little bit and, right. and, and, and sort of meditate and watch where these people go and how they go about their life. I love that. I love that as like a future update or something where you could, you could just turn on little subtle signs of light because you do have the birds and there are little bits here and there that make you re- – and the lights come on. So mm-hmm. there's got to be people in there, right? So That's be, what I'm I, saying, yeah. I really like that idea that maybe in future there could be – that life could could um, emerge from the, from, the, from the town that you've just built. That sounds wonderful. So that is Townscaper. Thank you, Tice, uh, for recommending it. Um, that was a lot but, of fun. But we, we, do have to, we do have to rate it. So we do. what was your – Seven-day rating for Townscaper. My seven-day rating for Townscaper was four out of seven. Nice. Mine was six out of seven. <gasps> wow. Yeah. I'm impressed. So I really found- like just all six in a row? 
Right, yeah. Like, I wow. definitely played it for six days out of the seven. Uh, wow. It was one of those things where, like, you know, like we talked about, something that I can just relax to every day and just, like, build a little bit more, right? Like, wow. one day I built, like, this lighthouse-looking thing. Another day I added, like, uh, a little chateau extension next to oh, it. And then the next day I built, like, a, another house next to it with, like, a park in the middle. You know, it's one of those things that you can just, like, continually build on. How long were you but playing for each time, do you think? Maybe a good 10 minutes, right? Wow. Like a solid, solid 10 minutes. So you spent nearly an hour. This, that's, that's pretty good in a week. And were right. you just building the one village? There's a couple of times city? where I started over. Okay. But um, once I knew what I wanted to do, then I kind of like, you know, spent most of my time just building out that thing. Mm -hmm. um, but then outside of that, like, I don't know if I'm going to continue playing because I feel like I got to that point where I know like what this game is about, but mm -hmm. yeah. And otherwise, yeah, I feel like because there isn't a way for me to really screenshot this nicely or because <laughs> there isn't really like a checklist of things for me to do or discover, I feel like I've gotten pretty good amount out of it. And yeah. that's probably going to be it. And for the price point, that price of a coffee, supporting someone um, like a solo person trying to build their dream, I feel great about that. I feel really good about that. That if this is, if, if we played a couple of these a year, I would be really happy. This kind of thing of like, hey, what, how, what is in someone's brain and, and how do they get this into a format that's on like every platform? Right. Um, I thought that was, um, it was money well, well spent. Yeah. And also like, I'm, I really look forward to what this person is going to build next. Me too. Uh, I am definitely going to try and follow them uh, on a few more channels now that I know that there's a string of, um, of games and I'm going to look up that last episode. What was the name of the game? That, the last one that you reviewed? Bad North. Bad North. All right. Yeah. I'll look it up. Cool. Well, that was Tice's recommendation for the week. Uh, next week, we're actually going to be doing something a little different, something that we do uh, every year. We're going to do a game of the year review for 2021. Let's do it. I'm excited. This is my first one. With our seven days to play patent pending categories, such as Ooh. games that you want to lick. <laughs> 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 because they look so good. Oh, Spicy. Uh, and so look out for that. Another thing to look out for is I'm going to be doing like a little Let's Play recording of, of Townscaper, actually. And I'm going to be uploading that soon as well. Oh, that's so exciting. If you want to see what this game actually looks like and what this feels like as you play it, look out for that episode. And you can watch along on if you're, if you're going to be using Spotify. Right. Spotify lets you watch the, the video of the podcast, right? So you right. can... Follow along, see what we're talking about, see what this yep. beautiful little game looks like. You don't have to click through a different YouTube link to, to watch it. You can just watch it right here on your Spotify app. But before we go, Tice, what is your thing of the week? My thing of the week, I'm a little late to the party, but uh, is The Matrix. Mm. The recently... Matrix 4 movie? Well, I, yes, but also just like all of them. We, uh, oh, we got right. HBO Max. HBO Max here in the US, you can, you can watch all four Matrix films which is a weird way to say it because it's kind of like the first one, the second and third are two parts of the same story mm -hmm. and then the new one. So we, we recently watched them all. Um, without giving anything away, I would recommend watching them all if you can before you watch the new one. It definitely helped. It's like, or at least get on YouTube and watch it like a what to know before watching the new Matrix. Mm, interesting. I would, I would recommend that. Um, it was helpful for us to connect a few more dots. Conversely, it also managed, it's so confusing. There's a lot of plot points that are just like, what is going on? But it, I think overall, it did make a difference watching them all 
and I'm traditionally very bad at, at, at watching a lot of films in a row. So mm. we stuck it out over the holiday break and then, and then finally watched the new one. Um, Interesting. Mostly in San Francisco. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be watching all three of the Matrix movies again because <laughs> you always recap. You watch re- it's a it's a commitment. It's a I mean those films are long. I think they're a couple hours a piece. Like it's a yeah, it's a decent commitment. Um, and but I just I remember do wanna, I like, didn't really enjoy the second and third one. Well, I think I've seen them once. Uh, it was helpful to watch them again for some of the storyline, um, but I would say the action scenes in the first and the most recent. Pretty good. There's some really mm. great work that they did. They pioneered a lot of stuff in that first film that you can see Hollywood just really latched onto. But in the fourth film, some of the action sequences that I knew were filmed uh, by stunt people, so they weren't CG, is fantastic. There's some really good scenes, including like heights and buildings and and motorbikes and explosions. That is pretty good. Cool. Yeah, I'll you? definitely check it out. Yeah, my thing of the week is um, another you know, sort of media movie thing uh, on Disney+. Plus. It is The Book of Boba Fett. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Right. We're back so, in that. I think it kicked off like last week. Um, there's, I think there's only two episodes as of Just this recording. So yeah. But I really like where it's going. I don't, yeah, There, I think there are lots to discuss. Like, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but right. it's sort of like what happens to Boba Fett after, you know, you see him fall into the Sarlacc pit and Empire Strikes Back, right? Because that was like the last that we saw of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the continuation of that, like what happens to Boba Fett after that. Um, they they and- pick up literally then, which is just, I love this. I love what they're doing with the Star Wars universe, um, Kevin Foggy and, and the rest, where they are just filling in points that we're, we've always, we've been curious about for decades, mm-hmm. you know? If, and if you're not a huge star, so if you're not reading the books and you're not following all the graphic novels and what could have happened like just if you're just a casual movie watcher like me you don't know what happened really so this is great it's like it's like picking up on those points and just feeling in some mandalorian did some similar stuff where you're just like oh right that's what wow cool. yeah and so it was really um if you're caught if you're caught up with the mandalorian like boba fett sort of shows up at the end of uh, the second season? Was it the second season or the third season? The we were trying season. to remember the other day. Yeah, we remember it being at the end of one of them. <laughs> yeah, I think it was the, <laughs> I think second, it's season. the second season. Yeah, because I think it was one of those. Wow. Right. Exactly. What? <laughs> um, so but that's how? <laughs> that's a bit of a spoiler, I guess, but not really because there's like this whole show that spun off of it. Um, but yeah, I think we're okay. I think we're in okay territory there. It's been a while since the, um, Mandalorian, and yeah, there's an entire TV series that is on a media blitz right now. So. Right. So that's what I'm checking out. Uh, so far, I'm really liking it, but we'll see. How do you like those end credits like in Mandalorian where you see the concept art? Oh, I love it. Oh, we play it all the way through. It is yeah. stunning. And you can. what's really cool is you can, if you're paying attention, you can see what they thought they were going to do and then what mm-hmm. they shot. So like totally. Boba was wearing this kind of white cloth uh, when he was getting, you know, prepared for a ceremony. But then in the in the in the show, they went with more of a gray or a muted. And I was like, oh, why did they make that decision? Was it like right. on the day? Like I love that seeing the concept artist, and it just shows thought. how much sort of fleshing out that the concept artist does, Oof. right? And it could be it could be done by the decision of the director as well. It's obviously taking in a lot of anything, inputs, but, yeah. right? Yeah, um, but it just shows like how much of some shots are really focusing on like the visual aspect storytelling and how much of that is fleshed out by those concept arts. And I, yeah, those are really cool to see. That That is some of the 
they're some of the most engaging credits I've seen in any format in a long time. To the to the point where I'm like, I want to frame that, I want to print that, I want to pay the artist for that and put it on my wall. Like, there's right. some gorgeous stuff in there that is, um, yeah. So Mandalorian season one and two and Boba Fett, they they're all in a similar vein of production style, but the stick around for the credits because is it. I mean, it's definitely worth it to make sure you see everyone involved in making something like this. But that art is beautiful. That's cool stuff. Well, that's our show. Join us next week as we're going to start talking about the games that we've enjoyed in 2021. It's going to be our list of the games that we played and reviewed. And uh, it's going to be three of us. It's going to be Tice, Edwin, and myself um, talking about the best games of 2021. I'm excited. I'm really, really uh, keen to have Edwin back on the show too. It's going to be a lot of fun. Search for us by looking for 7 Days to Play on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, listen to us on your favorite podcast app by searching for 7 Days to Play. 7 Days to Play!